welcome back to the Bearded Barbell Podcast. This is the place to go for quick, easy, and actionable health and fitness information. On the mic right now is Coach Tony, and across the table from me is the one and only Coach Willie. How are you today? Hey, Coach. Happy Halloween. How are you guys doing out here? Happy Halloween. We're actually recording this one live-ish, but we're recording yeah. on Halloween, so we're not going to have that little bit of a, a delay of a few days. So it's Halloween for real, just like it's Halloween when you're listening to this. Yeah, yeah. I'm, you know, I, I didn't even realize until we were like looking at the calendar, planning out our, our month of November, because we actually do have an exciting month of November coming for the Bearded Barbell. Yes. Um, so uh, more about that. But yeah, I didn't even realize I was we were looking at the, the calendar and, and I was like, oh, wait, it's well, we were like, it's 1031 on 1031. Oh, yeah. yeah. Happy Halloween. And that's right when we started recording. So it's a very Halloween episode. Yeah, yeah, guys. So happy Halloween. Hope you guys are having a fun, safe Halloween out there. And if you do get dressed and all that stuff and go and uh, have fun, make sure to enjoy yourself, eat all the stuff that you want to eat, and uh, be safe. Don't drink and drive and all that good stuff. But so, how have you been, man? I've been pretty good. So I'm finally done with, with the big 21 day fasting challenge that I did. And I was fasting from food, fasting from social media, fasting from music, from TV, Oh wow! all sorts of stuff. And it's made me, you know, transforming is, is like that cliche word, but there are a lot of things that I've, that I've changed about myself during and after that challenge. And, and it's made me more, you could say picky about some of the things that I'm choosing to let myself listen to and, and entertain. Right. Um, that said, one of the things I did start is that new Star Wars series, Andor. So mm-hmm. if you're a big Star Wars fan, you'll enjoy that show. If you're not, you'll probably still enjoy the show. Um, I think they're at maybe eight episodes now, if I remember. I'm not all the way caught up yet. Um, but that's one of the things I've noticed too, though. I, I can't seem to, which I don't think is a bad thing. But I can't really binge anything anymore. Mm. I can really only watch one episode and then I'm like, all right, I have to go do something else. I have to go work on something or construct something. So it's nice. It's gotten me into some better habits mentally. So I think that'll help me out long term. That's good. Yeah. Um, I noticed that Star Wars, like their series, especially like they're really good series that you don't even have to be a necessarily fan or caught up in a lot of stuff just to enjoy a good show. And, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm kind of jealous of you cause I, I did, I didn't, uh, your, your presence, uh, or your lack of presence on social media was known. And, um, but I mean, I'm jealous of you cause there is, you know, there, there is a lot of static and there's a lot of unnecessary noise. It's, it's really all just kind of arbitrary fluff out there. And when you don't step back from it, I think you don't realize how much like of it is just just really stresses you out and without you even knowing about it yeah um i like i like to like especially like shows and movies i I get you on the binge and watch and i I just i can't i think it's a tension span thing for me but um me personally this past week i started really taking back on my drawings um like i like to do realism like realism drawings yeah so i noticed that with those like they they tend to like stuff like that activities like that really help with thought processes and really help, you know, train and settle thoughts. Everyone likes to talk about how their mind goes crazy and we overthink processes. I think if you are an overthinker, it, it's great to pick up activities like this because you're sitting there and you, you have to, like when you're doing a realism drawing, 
there's so much steps to the process that you have to think about. It's just like working out. And you have to slow down. Yeah, you have to. Do it well. And you have to be invested with focus into that drawing. Like, I mean, I know a lot of people like to say, well, I don't know how to draw. It's you exactly I, I i don't know i didn't know how to ride a bike you didn't know how to walk and you figure that yeah, out. yeah right? exactly it, it, it you just sit there and you slowly do it and it may not become like the best drawing even like coloring books like if you're an adult i highly suggest coloring um because i mean it really sounds like a childish thing to do but it really puts you in that lock in that zone and what i've learned from like activities like this when you pull away from like social media or um you're the anything like you're really in your your normal like groove like tv video games um you know just something that you kind of have a habit of doing not saying necessarily that it's a bad habit but just you know every day you come home watch the news watch you know you play some video games and stuff like that if you don't take a detox from it like you do i don't think we sit back and realize like the importances and like really set into priorities and and then you get to really set into what you like and you know it's it's hard because a lot of us consume stuff we don't like and we don't realize that like i think yeah we're just so used to doing it that we just do it whether it's good for us or not yeah like it like social media i think you know like we get i don't want to say everyone gets so addicted to the negative parts of it but you know like some close friends on, on my social media fa- uh, feeds and or you know i'll hear some people talk about how negative uh, social media is and i was like you do know you control your access to that yeah, that's that's it's always the funniest thing. I'll I'll hear from people. They'll talk about how negative Facebook is and how negative Instagram is, and I'm like, well, they all just run off of an algorithm that's yeah. designed to show you what it picks up on that you like. So if it's always showing you negative stuff, it's because you've told Facebook and you've told Instagram that you like negative stuff. Yeah, like, I don't really get a whole lot of negative stuff on my feed when I when I go in. I mean, you know, now I, I basically only go to like two different places, two groups that I'm in for coaching, and that's really it. But I mean, if you if you've listened to me, you know what the feed is going to be. It's going to be motorcycles. It's going to be F1. Mm-hmm. It's going to be wrestling. It's going to be a little bit of anime and a whole lot of lifting. That's pretty much it. I that's, mean, that's pretty much my thing. Yeah, like, and that's because that's what I seek out. That's what I look for. And then eventually, because the apps are designed to just get you to keep to keep scrolling and to keep looking at it right that's how they make their money they make their money off off of our eyeballs basically and so it doesn't benefit them to show you things you don't want to see it doesn't Mm -hmm. benefit them from showing you negative stuff if you don't want to see negative stuff Mm -hmm. because you're going to turn away yeah but if you're going to sit there and and stare at it all day and comment on on it all day that that's exactly what it's going to show you this is it's it's, you know instagram's not going to show me yeah, I don't even know. Like, it's not I, I, like I like I know what I don't like. Like, it's not going to show me a whole lot of keto recipes because I don't like that's not yeah. my style. It'll show me pizza. It'll show me hot wings. It'll show me donuts. It'll show me things I like. It was showing me a bunch of uh, commercials for the fun sized candies now in Halloween, like paydays especially because I love paydays. Yeah, it shows me stuff like that. Like mine is wrestling and um, wrestling and and lifting jokes mostly. Yeah. Like eat, mostly dieting jokes, so I do get the keto ones because it's like, oh, you like dieting? Well, keto is a diet here, and I'm like, well, no, I I, I like cookies, but right. um, this one this one guy um he was complaining about his Facebook feed, and he was saying how um how he keeps getting uh, approached by um in his word internet hookers, 
and um and i was like i never get those yeah. i never get these bots i never get these 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 cam girls i never get any of these i was like dude stop telling people this you're letting people know what you look yourself yeah you're letting people it's like this joke i saw on uh it was a youth pastor and he says he said boys don't go on tiktok it's nothing but young girls in bikinis shaking their butt and somebody raised their hand and said uh pastor you do know that that's based on an algorithm of what you look at constantly and so it was like you're ratting on yourself that's how they all work they're all in the business of attention yeah and 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 well and see the thing is is like you said it's marketing they're 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 learning the prime thing of marketing which is crazy because i was thinking that's very instinctual like like if you think about it like like you're and you know this because you just did your fasting from all this stuff. But like you said, with music, a lot of people don't want to admit that the music, their taste in music, what they listen to has an effect. And I, I saw that you had, you had mentioned this on uh, your social media, but I do want to kind of highlight on this that there is some effect of music to like your mood, your what you the way your outlook yeah. is on the well, world. It's been proven. Yeah. Just by changing the, the speed of the music, it mm-hmm. change your mood. Yeah. And I, I think that like with algorithms and stuff, um, we we we're learning that like um that patterns really do exist naturally and that like with the, with them taking advantage of our patterns now like marketers taking advantage of our, our our patterns we should really realize that our patterns are kind of our demise because like you said like like we said for the guys that are getting approached by cam girls and stuff they're you know they're spending their time looking at women which isn't bad it's a natural male or human thing and um but the thing is is how, how much you know of your time that you're saying you can't go to the gym you saying you can't do this are you spent watching porn watching videos of women shaking their booties and stuff and i'm really not talking against that i'm just saying that like this shows up your behaviors this shows like for me instance it was showing candy yeah uh, like duh yeah. will <laughs> instagram will show me about Lindsay sterling tour dates but it won't uh-huh. show me anything about taylor swift yeah because Instagram knows I like Lindsey Sterling. I don't like Taylor Swift. Yeah, and see, so it it they're really like they're learning to pick up on our natural habits. Like, it's not saying like, oh yeah, they're going off algorithms because they're creating this. No, they're learning how humans work. They're studying humans every day. They're paying yeah. millions of dollars. You know, it's funny because I believe I believe that marketers probably pay more money for human research than scientists. Like, well, that scientists that do it, but then actual science studies go for like, you know, um, universities and such. Universities are probably paid by these marketers to do these studies and to to learn about human behavior to take advantage of it and maybe in this we can with this podcast this podcast as a whole with us talking about habits and fasting maybe we can train people to break those you know maybe we can have you guessing on our algorithms now like i mean we're not saying that like we're breaking the whole internet here but you know make it hard for them to guess human habits anymore and be like oh well this season he was you know he wasn't so keto friendly and this, you know, he didn't like candy and all, whatever it is. They just make it hard for him to guess because if your habits are easier to guess, I mean, you may not like, I laughed at, I've said this one time, we probably don't know how bad our habits are. Like we just go about our day, but it shows like well, the, social media is proof that we don't know how bad our habits are because mm-hmm. of all these people we've talked about that complain about how, negative the experiences on social media or the types of things that it shows you it's yeah. like well, it's only showing it's a mirror yes. it's a mirror it's only showing you what you told it that you like first yes it's not going to show you things you don't want to see so your habits are being thrown back in your face yeah 
So if you don't like what Facebook's throwing at you, if you don't like what you see on TikTok, Instagram, anything like that, you need to have a conversation with yourself and say, cool, why am I looking for those things? Exactly. Because it's not, it's not going to show you things you don't want to see. That's counterintuitive to what they are trying to build as businesses. Yeah, like, uh, and it... It's funny because I noticed that like when I mention certain things, it will pop up certain people um, that haven't you know commented and posted in a long time. And this isn't the social media episode, guys, but this really is just like learning what like what we invest our time and our our like our focus attention into is really being not taken advantage of. But it really it really sets a path like it it lays out a path that we, even if we don't are not aware of it. Like we might say, oh yeah, we like to overeat. Oh yeah, I do like to snack. I like candy, but like like Coach said, it it's a mirror. It's really telling us like this is what you're looking at. If you look at your screen time and your screen times, you know, um, a couple hours a day or what I don't know what a normal time is, but at your screen, your average screen time, um, if you're looking at that, oh, I think Coach is looking that one up for us. But if you look at your average screen time, and what you're consuming, what you're forcing yourself to look at, because no one else is going on your phone and phone and forcing you to look at it. You're putting that in, and then it's coming back at you that way. So, whatever you're you're looking at, that's it's trying to guess. Like you said, it's a marketing thing. It's a marketing ploy to try to get you to see more of what you want and buy more of what you what you don't need, but you like it because it's showing up on your feed. Yeah. So, the average. This is from. I think they said it was from earlier this month. Oh, October okay. 8, 2022. Study of 11,000 users found that people spend around three hours, 15 minutes a day on their phone. So I said two hours. So that was below hours. average. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So three hours, an average a day. Three hours a day you're spending on your phone, whether you're texting, listening to music, scrolling to a feed, looking at news. And these are people, by the way, that don't have 30 minutes to go exercise. Yeah. This is just, a lot. I'm just throwing that out there. I'm so just... that, was a, that was a study of 11,000 people, right? Yeah. Just to clarify. So 11,000 people, three hours a day averaging three hours a day so think of what you could do with three hours a day when you say you don't have time and then I, i'm not trying to get you off your phone but i'm trying to get you in a perspective of thinking you're sitting there staring at your phone for three hours a day what's on that phone yeah. what, what what are you looking at are you watching a movie are you watching horror flicks one it's uh, the awareness we always talk about like it's not mm -hmm. it's the the time isn't necessarily the issue it doesn't really matter if it's three hours 15 minutes or mm -hmm. eight hours or 10 hours whatever it's what are you doing in those three hours 15 minutes what are you spending mm -hmm. that eight hours on what do you yeah watching like are you yeah are you just constantly scrolling through social media while simultaneously complaining that you don't have time to cook you don't have time to go exercise you don't have time to shop you don't have time for school you don't have time for hanging out with friends it's like well there's three hours a day that's 21 yeah. hours in a week more than that because it's 15 minutes added on top of that right so it's over 21 hours a week that you could spend on all those things yeah you can you can take that three hours 15 minutes and i know it's not Right, it's not one chunk of three hours, fifteen minutes. That's like tacked on the end of the day, or it's tacked at the beginning of the day. It's spread out, right? Well, coach, how many times have you said just drop down and do ten squats, do mm -hmm. ten push-ups? Yeah. How long does that take? That takes twenty seconds, yeah. thirty seconds, maybe. Yeah, I mean, you can I, do that instead of spending a little chunk of time on Facebook. Yeah, I mean, you could be scrolling on Facebook while doing the squats. Yeah. You can like drop into a Roman, uh, like a, yeah, you know, a you're going to be scrolling on Instagram. You find that video that you, you're going to stop for and just let it play. And the video is a minute and a half long. Awesome. Put it on the floor, do some squats, do some push-ups. One while day. it's playing that way you get, you can still, you can still do social media and just, and just add some season and some exercise with it. Yeah. Um, I, I think, I think it's just planning your time better. Like 
um, one time I, I, I wanted to look at how long I w- went to on Facebook and it wasn't even like, okay, set the timer. I just looked at it and I was like, oh, okay, I don't have anything to do. Oh, well, what's there? Oh, there's a world of Facebook. Let me open that up. It's blah, blah o'clock. And just a few scrolls, just a few scrolls didn't even really get anything done because, you know, I, I like, there is some work that I do do on social media. There is, you know, client outreach. There's a whole lot of, you know, a whole lot of stuff that is done for me on social media. But this was just a time where I just decided I'm going to scroll through memes. I'm going to scroll to see what my friends are doing. See, you know, before it was like a blink of an eye and 15 minutes was just gone. Yeah. And I didn't have anything done. No, nothing. No, I didn't, you know, learn anything. I didn't read anything. It just, it really was just scrolling. And so that I took into like consideration, it's not even just the time, but what I was like, what I was reading, like it, there was just, it, it was like, we, we never talk about how food is bad on this podcast. We never talk about junk food. We never mention food is junk, but, only, but it could become like junk time. Yeah. You know, I, I didn't really, I ate a whole package of cookies. Well, cookies aren't bad, but eating a whole package of cookies is bad. Yeah. It, the social media isn't bad, but I, I got no, no content out of that. I got nothing. I had, you know, it's like it's like taking in 1,300 calories, but getting no nutritional value out of yeah. it. Yeah. And it, it has all these other effects on mm. us that nobody really talks about. Like, yeah. Like scrolling on social media specifically kills our attention span. Kills yeah. it. Because we, we learn that, you know, we're training our bodies to really only take in these these quick little chunks of information these quick videos you know yeah. instagram reels no more than 60 seconds so when we find some content that's maybe longer than that we don't have the attention span anymore to really sit and digest it because of all the times that we have only looked at shorter content that's only 15 mm-hmm. seconds or 30 seconds so we do that over and over and over again our body just learns and it adapts the same way it adapts to anything else Okay, cool. We only have to pay attention for 30 seconds and it's time for something new. That's that's basically what you're doing on social media. So when, you know, when you try to sit down and you try to, you know, try to read a book or you try to watch something that, you know, takes longer or just has less exciting content, but it's it's got deeper content. We tend not to be able to really want to listen to it or read mm-hmm. it without, you know, in the middle of reading, you reach for your phone and you're like, well, what's going on, on Instagram? Why do you still have your book open? And you're like, well, this counts as reading time. It really doesn't. Just because no. the book open, just because the book's open doesn't mean that it counts as time reading. No. You're still you're still distracted. You're still not in the book. You're not in the moment right now. See, and I think that that's the, the most toxic thing about social media is, or your phone in general is that it, like, it connects you to the outside world so quick. Like you cannot, you'll be in laying and tossing in bed at one o'clock in the morning you can roll over, grab your phone, and you're connected to a bunch of other people that are rolling around tossing, and which is kind of a cool thing. I mean, if you think about it, that's a cool concept. I mean, you're not lonely. You can reach out. But in, a, in the sense that that's why you can't sleep. I, it goes back to like what I was saying about the junk time. It's not, okay, so you're watching a movie on your phone. That's your part of your screen time. But you're watching a movie. It wasn't that bad. You weren't scrolling on so, the evil social media that we just demonized. So you're watching a movie. Well, what are you watching? It's Halloween time, guys. You're probably watching a scary movie. Yeah. Every but, streaming service that that like front page is oh, like here are all these scary movies. What is it? Halloween and all yeah. that stuff. And so I, I get it. I love watching memes. Some good Halloween. Some good holiday movies. I love getting in the fe- festive uh, nature of it all. But the thing is, is like how many uh, females, especially. I know a lot of people like these shows, but it's almost a female dominant um, type uh, quotation here. But I love my murder shows. 
but okay, cool. I like I like solving murder mysteries. But see, the thing, the reason why I don't watch them and they're not my favorite is because they make me uneasy. You know, I don't like to think that certain people like that out there exist, and especially if it's a real case and it's a real thing. I'm, I know that this stuff exa- exists. I don't yeah. need the exact details of it. Yeah, the I don't. Ba- the based on a true story story. Yeah, where yeah. he did this to her and for hours and days and this and every excruciating detail and. I'm like, God, that's that's stress. That that makes me worry about every female in my life. That makes me worry about oh, is this this, this guy? It stresses me out for no reason. But this is this is an, an important point about society because when you talk to people, they will say that they don't like thinking about that sort of thing, mm-hmm. and they don't like talking about it, and they don't like thinking that such a thing exists in the real world. But then Netflix drops a special about Jeffrey Dahmer. And mm-hmm. it's instantly a record breaker. So yeah. it's like, so what's really going on here? Yeah, like we talk about toxic male like characteristics and then like, you know, Dahmer's like the number one streamed series. Yeah. And it's like, it's cool, guys. Like I get it. It's entertainment. I'm not really trying to rag on your, your flavor of entertainment, yeah. but you got to consider what it does for what it does for your mental. Like me, I, I, I really like my two flavors of music is country music. I know gag guys and then metal. I, I love me metal and both get very depressive very quick. And I have to, I've learned that I had to catch myself on that because that, that music can make me very depressed and make me feel that I have a lot of problems that aren't yeah. really there. They'll be like, like, Oh, I lost my girlfriend. Like, Oh man, I don't have one, man. Should I be sad too then? Or like in the metal songs where they're talking about how society is horrible. Yes. Yeah, society is horrible guys. I'm not trying to tell you that everything is butterflies and rainbows out there. What I am trying to say is that when you're highlighting these facts and when you're getting quote unquote entertainment from them, your mind starts to tell you that this is the way the world is. And I'm not saying like for every girl out there that watches their murder shows that they're depressed because of it and that they sit there and think about how depressing murder is. But I do think it adds a stress to it. And like you said, studies have shown that it does add some sort of stress. There are a lot of them that are afraid to go out at night because they don't want to be murdered. Yeah. Well, because it is the truth. And, And there's obviously yes there's real danger there especially for women right because they're mm-hmm. smaller they're lighter they're weaker generally speaking than men so there is a real danger there for sure so i'm not trying to take that away but you know there's there's people that are going out and thinking that it's going to happen every day mm-hmm. and it's because they're it's because of what you're watching it's because of what you're listening to what you're reading you're reading things that say that you know this happened and that happened and that happened well our mm-hmm. brains weren't designed and they didn't evolve to think that we would ever have access to everything that's happening all across exactly. the world every minute of the day they were evolved around this idea of you know villages of like 100 people 200 people yeah like we had a small you know a, a 200 person village here in albuquerque we wouldn't know what's going on in orlando or nor we, would we care we wouldn't know what's going on in santa fe 50 miles away mm-hmm. we, it's so far it, you know it's so far away when you take away the internet and when you take yeah. away cars and like things from the last hundred years you take those away all of a sudden the world is huge again right the world is much bigger when you can't when you can't just open up an app and go oh this is what's happening in dallas yeah before any of this technology we had no idea what was going on in dallas we didn't know what was going on you know for better or for worse right yeah 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 but when when we only know what's going on in our in our 200 person square we don't. We think things are safer because we're not exposed to 
Monday, something bad happened in Boston. Tuesday, something bad happened in yes. Chicago. Wednesday, something bad happened in Dallas. Thursday, something happened in Orlando. Friday, something happened in New York. Saturday and Sunday, a ton of people were killed in Chicago because let's be honest, there's a ton of gun crime there every yes. single weekend. Always. And it's so normalized that we don't even talk about it anymore. Um, when we when we see that day in and day in and day in and day out, and that's that's your primary view of the world, of course you're going to think the world is dangerous. You're going to think it's way more dangerous than it is and it's mm -hmm. still there's still a degree of danger out there of course but it's not it's not near as bad as the news would have you think it's yeah really really not yeah i was going to bring up the news because speaking of algorithms speaking of you know marketing speaking of uh, based on fear and working with your stresses you know uh, a key into uh, sales guys one this is going to help you with sales it's going to help you with performing it's going to help you the number one thing to get people to buy or be entertained by you is to use their emotions emotions sell products guys if i can fix your problem here specifically yeah exactly if i can fix your problem if i can get you afraid of something and but this will save you from it i'll get you to buy it that's just the way it works guys that's the way the world works and that's how marketing works they emotion sells products emotion sells wrestling me and coach we're wrestling uh, fans that's what professional wrestling is is emotions it's storytelling and emotions yeah, that's all and, all stories movies all of it music and, yeah, yeah. So it sells you on an emotion that it makes you feel. Exactly. So that these people are taking advantage of your emotions, like the news. They want you to like you're tuning in. They're not going to tell you, oh yes, a speed bump was placed in on the intersection of such and such and that and this. Well, they can unless they can tap into an emotion because of some dangerous stuff yeah. that was happening around. Residents there. are complaining because this is made. You know, yeah. and, and it really then it's the grabbing. Okay, it's not. Oh, new speed bump at you know, Paseo and something, it's residents are complaining about hazards and, um, and inconvenience and, and, of yeah. new speed bump. It, it, it really, it, it sells the emotion of it. We, and, and the only way to like have control of that is to untap yourself from those. And uh, like, you know, with that fasting, like, like you said, the social media, the, the, the media fast, uh, in general, and just, I, I like that. I was trying to have this conversation with somebody else. I was like, you got to step out of it. Just step away. If you have to take a three-day vacation from work, no matter how detrimental it is to everything about work that just absolutely needs you there, you need to take three days and strip away everything and see what the basic human needs are and then apply accordingly what your life needs because you'll find out that a lot of this stuff is just made up. Yeah. A lot, of, a lot mm -hmm. of what we're worried about and what we think we have to do can either be put off or can be done in another manner or not at all or reconstructing in a sense. And I don't know, like, um, if, like if anyone's ever seen, this is kind of a dated movie, I think at this point, but clockwork orange, I don't know if anyone's seen this like past the age of 35 or I mean under the age of 35, but it is a classic. You guys got to see it because you know, it's about a gangs in, in, in England and one of the, the, the gang leader gets, you know, pulled out and they basically do, um, a brainwash of him and show him they hold his eyes open they they show him i i think they they castrate him um and then they show him all kinds of um like videos of mothers taking care of baby just to make him a better person and i you know and i like to think of it like that we program that we're the programmers of those screens in front of us you know no one's holding a gun to our head and saying you know watch this you need to watch this oh you need to when we strip away and we actually pull out and say, this is my basic human needs. What am I going to add to this? You'll realize that we do create these little boxes for ourselves, these little circles and these little, um, 
it, it with our music and our just and I'm not trying to say that you gotta stop listening to music, you gotta stop listening or watching movies and stuff, but you gotta really take attention to like it's the awareness we always talk yeah. about. Just understand what you're consuming and why you're consuming it and what it could do to you. you yeah, could, you could say, yeah, yeah, I want to watch a scary movie at midnight right before I try to fall asleep. Let's see how that does. Oh, I don't have nightmares. You don't have nightmares that you think of, but like I hear a lot of people that say they can't sleep. A yeah. lot. I mean, if I were to walk, whether down or not the... they physically sleep, there are people yeah. that'll they'll, they'll physically get eight hours of sleep, but they'll wake up feeling like they didn't sleep at all. Or watch, go go and I I I bet if you walk down a street or if you walk down like if you're listening to this and you're in like a business um, type setting or if you know in a work area. Walk, walk through and ask everyone how they just slept. Ask them how their sleep went. And I bet you everyone will tell you they didn't get enough sleep. And I'll and then ask them, well, why not? And none of them will, will care to even answer that. They'll yeah. be like, I don't know. I just didn't sleep good. I just don't sleep good. Yeah. But they there's, don't. There's some people that will be like, well, I have a new baby. Mm -hmm. And in that instance, cool. Like, that's just going to be your life for the next, you know, few years. There's really nothing that you can do about that. But outside of that, it's like, well, you know, I don't know why. Like yeah. you said, I don't know why I can't sleep. Yeah, no one, will, no one will ever answer saying that. Oh, it's because I ate jalapenos for dinner, and I ha I ate yeah. a bunch right before I went to sleep, and I watched Netflix until I passed out. I was on social media until I fell asleep with my phone in my hand. All right. But no, 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 that's not why I couldn't sleep. I couldn't sleep because I just I can't turn my mind off. Well, why can't you turn your mind off? Is it the social media? Is right. it the movie yeah. you watch? Is it the food you ate? What is it like? Oh, I just because that's the number one answer I get is oh, I just my mind goes crazy when I lay down. Well, why aren't you working to figure that out? And I know like everyone would will, will counter that with saying, "Well, I try. I I try to think about this." Well, no, my my unorthodox solution for that is the reason your mind is so active when you try to go to sleep is because you spent the entire day trying to distract it. Yeah, with your coffee, with your social media. Yeah. With all your texting, with your with Netflix, with good. YouTube, when you spend all day long watching those things, you're not letting the mind actually process the things it wants to. So, and this is one of the things I learned from the fast. So, the first opportunity that your mind has, where all of those distractions are gone, which for most people is when you put your head on the pillow to try to go to sleep. Now your mind's going to go to catch up mode, and it's like, cool, we finally have an opportunity to actually express what we want to talk about now we're going to think about everything oh so you mean it's that rug you know all that, yeah. that we yeah. swept all that stuff under yeah when you go to sleep you pull that that rug kind of undoes itself and now everything comes back out and so you can either you know what most people do is they'll try to just sleep through it right they'll have a drink they'll take melatonin they'll take something to try to knock them out which might work but it, again it's still not letting the mind actually process so it's forcing you to go to sleep and because your mind's not actually processing what it wants to, one, you might have nightmares. Two, you might just get bad sleep. And then you might wake up in the middle of the night still anxious. Mm -hmm. And then you wake up when it's time to actually wake up and you're tired. So now you reach for coffee. Again, to distract you, you go, you have highly processed food that tastes amazing, has a lot of sugar that serves as another distraction from your, your mind being able to do what it wants to do. Mm -hmm. So as long as you keep that train going, you keep that constant feeding of, of distractions in all these different forms, your mind's never going to get a chance to express itself. It's never going to relax. You will always go to bed every night with your mind racing because you never give it that space to actually express itself in a healthy way at say 10 AM when yeah. it's a more appropriate time for it to just go, these are the issues going on. And then you can 
triage those and go and say, cool, let's deal with this one. That one doesn't matter. That one was from like eight years ago. Why are you even still thinking about that? Exactly. And so, and so on and so on. But if you never give it that chance, it's it's gonna it's gonna show up. It's like we say with exercise, right? If you if your body starts whispering at you with like a slight a slight knee discomfort, and you decide I'm a beast beast mode on, I'm gonna train through it, and you don't actually let the body recover, it's gonna turn into a sprain. Mm-hmm. If you still try to push through it, it's gonna get even louder. It's gonna get even louder. Then it's gonna turn into a real injury that then forces you not to exercise because you physically won't be able to. It's the same thing with the mind. It's gonna start off with those whispers of, of thoughts. When you cover them up, it's gonna start piling up and they'll all just come up seemingly all at once when you try to go to bed. Because for once in your day, you're not distracting yourself. If you still don't listen to those and then you decide to then cover those up with you know melatonin, with alcohol, with more food, with even you know chamomile tea, anything like that, well, those are just gonna, it's gonna just get even louder, right? Then you're gonna have, a lot of people can identify with this, where you're gonna have that like background anxiety hum throughout your day where you just feel anxious about everything. Couple that with social media and the news saying that the world is dangerous, mm-hmm. again, right? And scary movies, you're always gonna be afraid of something. And it's gonna get so normalized to you that you're just gonna have anxiety and you're not even gonna know what you're anxious about. Yeah. You know, and it's going to just leave you extremely frustrated because you're going to feel like if you just knew what was at the root of the anxiety, you might be able to do something about it. The problem is it's, it's like that train is, is come and gone already. It's so far gone that now you don't, now you just have the feeling you have no idea what it's there for because it's been, it's been there so long and you've just, you've numbed it for so long that now it's just, it's your new normal. Yeah. We don't. And it's like, it's crazy. Cause it's like we're splashing in the water and rolling around in and acting like we're drowning when we don't realize that. We're in three feet of water, and the three feet of water is there's all these little distractions, social media and all this stuff, when we could just stand up, sit on the ledge of the water, and be like, okay, what am I doing? You know, like, I, 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 it goes back to thinking about, like, you know, the sleep, and, you know, and I, 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 the sleep is the end game of your day, and that's why I'm bringing this up, because throughout the day, we don't think about the domino effect we're having on our health. Like, for instance, worried about, like, and when you when you were ta- when you were saying that, that scenario earlier, I, a guy came to my mind. I, I I talked to at the gym, and he he can't sleep. He swears he has insomnia. But you see this guy; he's wide eyed, like just really just strung out. And it's not drugs or anything, but he's he, he's tried to take, he's tried to take so many sleeping aids, tried so many sleeping. But then I watch this guy. He walks in pissed off because somebody's in his parking spot. He walks in. He's pissed off because of some movement on the news that he doesn't agree with he's pissed off because this person and that person he's worried about what this person's going to do with their their life he's worried about this and if he would sit back if somebody could pull him back and be like dude no really really i know you think you need to worry about all this i know you feel like this is just something that you just need to stress yourself out over but look about it is that all worth losing your sleep over if if it is then go stress about it but if not try not to worry about it because I, I do try to pull people back about, well, why do you why are you worried about what so-and-so is doing with their life? And they try to give you a justification. But the justification I'm trying to give them is, why is it a stress? To, why are you allowing it to be a stress? Because I hate stressing about stuff for myself. Why are we stressed about what other people are doing? What, what tap, like you said, we're so tapped into the world right now that we can stress about things that we would not even care to know about if we did not have an, a connection to that i.e. facebook i.e. the internet like if you if 
here's a drop when you when you let yourself stress out over all these external things you're giving away your power to yeah. those things right we're in this age where everybody says that they want more power for themselves well cool if you're letting yourself get stressed out over the guy that took your parking spot or the thing you saw on the news the person that took your parking spot now has power over you yeah the the, the person that's anchoring the news the reporter now has power over you yeah all these people that don't know anything about you probably don't even know you exist most likely now have power over you why are you giving your power to these people that don't know you exist yeah and if you're hard-headed and you know your 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 authority um against authority and stuff just just realize that that oh you don't like that that we just told you that some you're giving somebody power over you no realize this that if you have a parking spot and people knowingly know that you get you loot you come unhinged when we take your parking spot, when say that person accidentally parked, they don't know it's your parking spot. They parked in there. You came unglued. So what? That person leaves. They don't know what they did to you. Your emotions are just unraveled. Well, now I know that about you. If you do something I don't like, all I have to do is park in your parking spot. I don't yeah. have to do nothing to you. Yeah. I just park in your parking spot. Now I know that you're just livid. Your day's ruined. Yeah, it's ruined. I can ruin his day by parking his spot. You're giving me that power. That's yeah. what we mean by that, guys. And another thing, uh, so I used to work as, um, I used to work in an animal shelter. I was a vet tech for a long time. We started working in an animal shelter. I became a senior animal handler. And what we would do is we would be, do behavioral assessments on dogs and cats, mostly dogs, um, to see what how adoptable they were and what they were adoptable to, what type of family. And when a dog, when we would assess a dog for the dog bite, of, of course, there's a lot of dog bites that could occur in a, in a, huge in a you know a big city um animal control well we we would call it you know stacked anxiety you know be stacked aggression basically like it wasn't necessarily at that time what made the dog react at that time it was the fact that it's in a loud noisy room all day long the fact that um its bowl of food got spilled the fact that each human that walked by it was not nice to it the fact that it was just this stacked thing and leading to that one moment where this dog is already stressed and just on edge and then boom we did this one thing and its only instinct was just to snap back at the, the pro that that one problem yeah not all the problems just that one problem became the problem and then we had to sit there and be like oh it doesn't like men well not necessarily it doesn't like men it doesn't like when um it's having a bad day and a man does that to it i used to like to think of these dogs as humans you know like you don't like when you know you spill your coffee in your car when you're getting to work you're 15 minutes late oh now you don't have your coffee now you have a wet pan wet pants from your coffee now your your car smells like coffee that's stacking that's stacking and then you realize you left your badge at home you left you your badge at the office yeah your boss doesn't give no shit about that he's being an asshole to you that's stacking your 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 coworkers. Well, you've already thought while you were getting ready, doing your hair, doing your makeup, getting ready for your day. You already thought of scenarios that are pissing you off in your head about what they're gonna do in the day, and they're already starting to do them. That's stacking. So by two o'clock, you're looking for all these ways out. You're looking for the gym is the last thing on your mind. Eating right is the last thing on your mind because you just want that dopamine to feel something right yeah, now. You just want to stress at this point. You just want to feel good. Yep. You know, so what's it's gonna go in either direction now. You know, you're gonna snap at somebody and you're not gonna be able to analyze the issue. And that's and I think that that's why fasting in general, not just fasting from food, but fasting from life, really helps because then you can realize that's not me. That's not me as a character. I don't I don't treat people that way. I'm not an asshole that snaps at everyone for 
chewing their gum wrong like yeah it annoys me when i can hear somebody chew but i shouldn't really lash out and want to pull the fork out of someone's hand when it does that yeah i'm just having a bad day and and dom we're talking about that domino effect of of the decision making was it because last night you watched you know your murder mystery shows that left you a little stressed out then it had you when you put your head on the pillow last night not only were you stressed out by what you watched what you listened to what you ate now, like Coach said, all those distractions, boom, you put your head on the pillow, it's quiet. Now all those thoughts come in. You don't sleep. You wake up. You have your coffee. Spill the coffee. You don't get your coffee because you spilt it. Now you're mad. You, now you can't deal with, deal with being mad now because you spilt your dang coffee. How are you going to deal with this? It's just stacking. And then now you're going to – how are you thinking about sleep tonight? Because you're thinking about it. I know you are. You're like, I just can't wait to go lay down. But you're not thinking about like, holy crap, I'm going to need to lay down in eight hours. I need to start getting ready for that. Yeah. And, you know, if you if you really cap it off, you then become the person that when you now know that you have a, a stream of days where you just haven't been getting sleep, now you get stressed about sleeping. So on yeah. top of everything else throughout your day, now you almost don't want to go lay down because you don't want to struggle with sleep. Yeah, and you've convinced yourself you can't sleep. So then you now now you're in a situation where from the minute you wake up to the minute you try to go to sleep, every moment is stressful. Yeah, and you don't let any, it, it, and it never lets up. Yeah, how like how ironic is that? The most relaxing part of your day is now becoming the most stressful part of your day. Yeah. Like, like that's I, 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 you know, I think this episode is kind of turning into the the self awareness day awareness uh, episode because, you know, I really like the idea of the the fasting because for me personally, I'm not trying to like down on everyone and say like, oh, I live a great meditative life and I don't I read books and. No, this is coming because this is self, you know, this is self-awareness from my part. Like the type of music, like I said, the, the two main types of music I li- listen to have depressive tones to them. That's why I was like, wait, maybe that's why I have a lot of depression. I'm not saying that's the core of my depression, but I'm just saying maybe that's not helping. But, yeah, but it could be feeding it. Yeah, it, it may yeah. be just keeping that cloud like, oh, yeah, this is where you're supposed to feel, though. This, these guys feel this way. So, yeah, you, you, you're normal feeling down and low and and, and putting yourself down. And I, I'm now breaking out of that one where I have to feed myself confidence. I have because the brain is just it's a very smart, stupid thing. You really have to train it. And you it's, have it's, to keep training yeah. it. It's all it's all brainwashing. It's all you yeah. know. You know, people talk about how bad brainwashing is, and to a point, sure. But I think it's really only bad when you're not controlling where it's coming from. Yeah. Or you know, obvi- the obvious case is if you're being brainwashed by somebody that has evil intent. Yeah. Right. But as as easily as you see people that can be brainwashed by evil intent, people can also be brainwashed by good intent. You mm-hmm. can be brainwashed by instead of you know depressed depressing music you can look for uplifting music and you can brainwash yourself with that you can choose what podcasts you listen to you can choose what tv shows you watch you can choose the music you can choose the books you can choose the food you can choose the activity Mm -hmm. and your choice is there either to engage or disengage from them because also not doing a thing is also a choice is going to dictate how your your base level of thought you know, if you're if you're constantly surrounded by anxious thoughts and violent thoughts and, and thoughts of, of the world falling apart, that's all you're going to be thinking about. And you're going to be frustrated. You're going to be depressed and anxious about it. Now, on the flip side, if you if you surround yourself with not necessarily thoughts of the world being this great place and the world is, is perfect, right? Because that's not really the, the case or the point because the world is not perfect. So 
surrounding yourself with those thoughts is really just it's setting up for a delusional existence. Mm-hmm. But if you surround yourself by thoughts and and really just messages around self empowerment and action and and awareness and control control of yourself, not control of everybody around you, because that's just being a bit of a dick. But just control over yourself and the things that you can control. Now you are you're brainwashing yourself into a different space. You're brainwashing yourself into a space where you where you can look at things and say, when something happens, right? When you've caught your fifth red light in a row, and you have two choices: you can either get progressively mad at every single red light, or you can go, "Well, I can't really control those lights. I'm just gonna sit here and wait, and then tomorrow I'm just gonna leave for work earlier, so mm-hmm. I can. So even if I hit those lights, I can still get to work on time, because." Really, we're getting mad at red lights because we're trying to get somewhere, right? And these red lights are obstacles in our way. And so instead of giving your power away to these red lights, right? Because it's what you're doing. Mm -hmm. You can just sit there and just go, cool, now I have more time to listen to this music. I have more time to listen to this podcast that I've decided to play. I've got more time to just sit here and just relax for a minute before the light turns green and I have to go driving again. So now this is the happiness episode because I completely agree. This is something I've learned as well too. Like when you're starting to get mad, like for instance, on the way over here, I was late and I was like catching everything and I was rushing fast. But you know, one thing I've learned recently is kind of that, that thought process is like, if you're stuck at the red light, well, it's happening. I could sit here and scream. Like, I don't know if I could run up to a, a red light and just scream directly at a red light and make it turn green. But you know, I'm not going to try it. I would look stupid if I did. Yeah. So what I'm going to do is Unless like, what, it worked, then you wouldn't look yeah, stupid. Yeah, well, then we'd see everyone running up the red lights and screaming at yeah. red lights. But anyways, no, but like I, I've learned that like when I'm in a situation like you're, you're at the DMV and you're stuck there. You're just stuck there. Like I've watched and this is this was from I wasn't at the DMV. I forget where I was, but I watched this person just their way through a situation yeah. they just like you said progressively got more angrier the more they had to wait the poor employee i wish i could remember what the scenario was because the person i just remember looking at this person the person just kept throwing their hips on their hands just going ah, and just kept really like just getting more mad the longer they had to wait and i was like you have two options here you have two options here you can leave you can just leave just leave walk out of this building you don't have to be here you do not have to be here yeah. I don't care what you think you have to do, whatever you have to do, you don't do not, you do not have to be here. You can leave or you can accept the fact and be okay with it. Yeah. And that's it. You know, you can scream, holler and all this stuff. And I, I have seen the squeaky wheel does get the, does get the grease. And I hate that, that about our society, but I think, you know, if we all learn that, you know, I'm not saying just let it happen to you, but I also am just saying there are some situations that are just completely out of your control. And there's two options here. You can either take yourself completely out of the situation or you can accept the situation. You know, um, and then and there are some actions you can take towards it that will benefit you, like making it easier, like listening to music. That will benefit you, probably the others around you because you're not being an annoying asshole by stomping your feet and, and right. it all. But, you know, it, it really does take that that moment to really sit back and like why am i mad about this like uh, like i I mentioned to you when i walked through you know i said i i I insulted them by calling them the alcoholic couple getting their lottery tickets but it was true because the lady slowly you know waddled waddled her way in and i was stuck behind i opened the door for him 
I was like, and I wasn't going to let them in before me. I was like, do the polite thing. Be nice. Time, like, I mean, how much will it really kill me? So I held the door open from, of course, she goes up to the counter. He goes and gets their liquor, their alcohol. They And they're, they're there getting lottery tickets. Now, I could be that one guy, that one meme behind them that's staring at them back of their head. Like, I want to hurt them and all that stuff. And I thought, like, this is another one of those scenarios where I was like, I'm not, it's not going to hurry them. They could give two craps less of what I'm doing with my day. Their, their day's made right now. They're getting their alcohol and their lottery tickets. That's all they care about in this world. Yeah. I could sit here and go, ah, <sighs> all day long, get mad, stomp my feet. It might make them upset. What does that do for me? What does that rush them? That might make them go slower. Yeah. And then now they have that power over me. Like coach said, now they can take all, because all they cared about was the alcohol and the lottery tickets. That was the prime of their day. I'm not judging them. I wish I was that easily amused and pleased and my day would end right then and there. I can go home, scratch my scratchers, drink my alcohol and get off. But I can't. They can take their time doing that. Here's where here's where I start making myself more mad. I make them mad. They're like, well, shit, I don't have anything to do with this. This guy's obviously in a hurry. Watch what power I have over him. How about, and now they can slow down the, the the process even more they have that power over me i've given them i've elected to give them that power or i could say these two nice people i hope they have a good day boom yeah, transaction over i put gas got my two energy drinks i'm here doing the podcast no energy spent on being angry and I, you know what and it's the same scenario happened i got in my view i went to the vehicle after put gas after left if I was a couple, I was a couple minutes later, but I mean, if I could stomp and yell, I can cuss those people, insult them, call them the scum of the earth, do whatever I want. I am not getting those five minutes back. Yeah. I'm not being reimbursed them. I'm not justifying any kind of case or pleading a case to the board. And they're going to be like, you know what? You are on time now. We're, we're going to erase that. We're going to eradicate that. No, I just got to, I just got to live with the awareness of doing that. Yeah. Really, you know, all of that comes down to having unrealistic expectations you know we, mm -hmm. we talk about that in, in exercise a lot people think that they can lose you know 20 30 pounds in a month but the same expectations argument can happen throughout any other area in life you mm -hmm. mentioned the dmv earlier and we've all got dmvs around us right yeah we all know what that experience is like yeah. we all know that it's basically going to be an all-day experience so what are you expecting when you walk in and you still get met with the fact that it's going to be an all day experience. Like if you know, it's going to take forever. Why are you walking in with the expectation that you're going to get in and, and get right to a person? Yeah. It, it doesn't work that way. You can go to one of the, you know, one of the third party ones that, that charge you extra so that you do get in and out faster, but that's your choice, right? Like coach said, you have a choice to make. You can leave, go to one of those places, or you can just sit there and understand that that's just the way that the government run DMVs yeah. always work. Like they always take forever. So, you know, and, and, you know, the way that I usually deal with this is I, I restrict expectations to myself. So I don't, you know, and obviously I'm not perfect at this. It's a, probably going to be a constant work in progress. But as, as much as I can and as much as I'm aware of it, I, I try real hard not to have expectations of things that I can't control. I don't expect all the traffic lights to be green. I, you know, I, I don't expect the gas prices to magically drop or magically grow up. They're just going to do what they, what they're going to do. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, I don't expect 
the squat rack at the gym to be open every time I walk in. I don't expect those things because I can't control them. You know, I, I expect that on the days that I've committed to getting myself to the gym, I will get there. And again, as much as I can control that, I will hold to that. But sometimes, you know, life happens and I have to move that to another day. But, you know, so the way that, you know, that, that looks for me is I expect myself to get to the gym four times a week. The program I'm on right now is four times a week. So any four days, right, that leaves three days for stuff to go on that gets so crazy that I can't make that hour happen out of that day. Uh, you know, that's an expectation that I can control. So I'm okay with having that. I expect myself to go to bed at a certain time. And again, within reason, I have control over that. I expect myself to wake up at a certain time. Again, within reason, I control that. So the, you know, like more than 90% of the expectations I have in the world are connected to things that I can control. I expect like the, the type of foods that I eat because I can control that. Mm-hmm. I, I don't expect, I don't place expectations on the foods that my friends eat. I don't place expectations on the lifestyles for my friends because I can't control that. Mm-hmm. It's all it's going to do is if I try to say, well, I go to the gym. Why don't they go to the gym? And then they don't go to the gym. I'm just going to be frustrated. They're not going to care. Yeah. At best, they're not going to care. At worst, they're going to become resentful and just not want to be my friend anymore. So what good is that expectation? It doesn't do anything. It's like the the, the parking spot. You know, yeah. like you you got to weigh you got to weigh your 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 you know you got to weigh it out here. It's it's if I don't get the parking spot, well, what's what's so bad about parking in another parking spot? Well, it's not as close as I want to be. It's not in the direction I can't see it when I look out the window. But okay, that sucks. That that's kind of inconvenient. But think about how much you're stressing yourself. This is really, you know, like it's really just not worth it like is it worth like putting investing that much time and thought and getting angry like me i've learned that like i hate being angry and i don't understand why people want to be and i'm not saying people force themselves to be angry but it kind of almost seems like it by wanting you know the parking spot to be yours this isn't a a field parking spot it's not like he's losing out on the last parking spot it's just one that he feels needs to be his but he's making it doesn't have his name on it no one knows that like like you said most of the time the person that's parking in that spot doesn't even know that they're making him mad yeah don't even know that they're they doing anything they're like hey look at this parking spot i'm getting it i'm going to the gym there's a parking spot boom i'm going to the gym they don't know that certain such and such is just going to completely throw his arms up park his truck angrily yeah. like rip his like honestly it's all the theatrics he pulls in hard takes the key out like takes the key out all mad out of the ignition busts his ignition probably like we don't realize that these are the things that break in our life and we get all mad and we have to showcase how angry we are we have to be theatrical about how how oh someone parked in our parking spot it's the worst thing that could have happened today when really it's the worst thing that you put into your head like you you manufactured this whole situation and i'm not saying like everyone has this one parking spot but there everybody does have their metaphorical parking spot they're at one thing that they're expecting someone or to do or not to do that they're just and if they don't do it and they're you know you kind of know that it's going to happen like his parking spot when he's driving over there nine o'clock in the morning it's kind of a busier time someone might park in your parking spot man yeah it's a possibility man it, is, it could it happen still, man it is still weird to see people fighting over close parking spots at a gym, at a gym. And, and, and it is and it's just it's just a weird it's a spot but and it, but for me it's almost like he's like you talk about expectations but it's like almost like he's ex- 
expecting that. Yeah. Like it's, he's, it's it's entitlement is what it is. And well, and he's he wants the anger. Like he yeah. almost like he's expecting someone to be there so he can be like, oh well, I was gonna go do this today, but uh, this happened. Yeah. So it's like it's, it's oh. misery loves company. You know, yeah. People want to be angry so that they'll go find somebody else that will make them feel good about being angry because that's where we are in society right now. If you're angry and you yell loud enough. Somebody will come and, and, and coddle you and make yeah. you feel better. And in a lot of cases, they'll just join in on your anger. And they'll be like, yeah, that person's a dick for taking yeah. your spot. And nobody will come in and say, why are you so attached to that spot? Yeah, what's, what's so special about that spot? You right? will. Yeah. But, you know, most people will just be like, yeah, screw that guy. Wait. Yeah, or just ride into it. Like, oh, yeah, that's horrible. And he looks at your spot. And another thing what I learned, too, is I think if, if he's saying this pissed him off, that pissed him off, then that gives him... Uh, it, it starts to it starts to build up an excuse for something. What it is for, we'll find that out later in the day. Yeah. If I don't feel like working out, if if I miss this appointment, oh well, you know, I just wasn't having a good day. And, you know, or for this, you know, that I think it's almost like you know an addict or an alcoholic. Like, like it, there's that one joke. It's a meme where it's like one like and I'll go out drinking tonight, and the person likes they their like own. The, yeah. they, they like their own. Say no more. Fan. It's like <laughs> it's that. that. Like, yeah. give me give me a reason to go out drinking. Oh yeah, there's my reason. If you're looking for that reason to be mad, if you're looking for that reason or not, it's just gonna pop right yeah, up, like find just it. just like that. Um, I remember t- uh, in a in a meeting, this one alcoholic, she was talking about how, you know, she was cleaning and doing all this stuff for her family, and I forget what they did. It was something very, it was something very fam family like, you know, like oh, she made dinner and did all the dishes, and no one was overly appreciative about it or something like that just okay maybe they could have said thank you a little bit more maybe they could have helped with dishes a little bit something little she's like oh but they hate me and she just she festered it into this huge huge issue and she's i just had to go drinking yeah okay and i'm gonna say that too just like the parking spot is also entitlement yeah like why do you like i i understand that yeah yeah when you when you do the dishes you do the laundry do some cleaning it feels good to feel appreciated but to then get upset because you don't get it, like why? Why do you feel so entitled to getting appreciation just because you did something? Yeah, it had to be done either way. Like it was, yeah, it was gonna get done regardless, or it wasn't gonna get done. Which, is, which you know, that's a, a different conversation for another day. Yeah. But if you're if you're doing something just to get the accolades of doing the thing, right? Like what? Like what's really going on? What's really like what's sitting underneath that? Right? What's underneath that rug? There's stuff there. It's not just the dishes at this point. Yeah. Like that's that's just the dishes is that is that final straw. That's just what's bringing everything up to the surface. Mm-hmm. What's seven layers under those dishes? Exactly. What's going on there? Yeah, what's stacking it? Yeah. What's stacking? And yeah, you brought it up. Entitlement. I think entitlement brings a lot of a lot more to the table. It digs up a whole other conversation when you start talking about entitlement because yeah, it is like you know when we do something. Uh, we we expect an immediate like gratification or reward for it, and it just in the in the case of life, that's just not it. You know, yeah. being a nice person is being a nice person. You know, you don't want to. We want to react to the world the way the world reacts to us. We don't want to sit there and be like, okay, for my own sanity, I have to be nice today. Not like, oh, I'm going to treat everyone the way they need they deserve to be treated, because that puts you in a bad mood. Then that puts you in a in a spiteful, in a spiteful reaction mood. Like, yeah. like where you're just going throughout the day, like, okay, this person parked in my spot. So anyone else now, I'm, I'm, I'm going to find out who that is and I'm going to go do something spiteful in there. Now your workout's ruined. You go into the gym, you were supposed to work out, have a 
great workout, be focused, relieve some stress. Workouts your therapy, right? Uh, gyms your therapy. Yeah. And why are you getting stressed about a parking spot in there? Why are you getting stressed about all the stupid little things that have to do with it? Yeah. And I'm not saying this is your case scenario, but this can be applied to something in your life right now. It really can because I can apply. I can right now out thinking out loud. I can I can apply this to so many cases of like, wow, well, you didn't have to get so bugged about that situation because. It was going. It was going its course regardless of whether you uh, blew exhausted air through your face faster or not. It happened. Yeah. You know? Yep. Yeah. It, you know, really, when I when I sit and think about it, right? Expectations breed entitlement. Yeah. Because of because of by nature of how they work, you know, expectations breed judgments because again of how they work. Yeah. When you when you have an expectation of something, you're now placing a value on things going one way versus the other way. One way is good because that's what your expectation is. If if reality lines up with that expectation, now it's good. Anything else is bad. When you expect to pull up to a traffic light and you expect it to be green, it's good when it stays green. When it turns red, it's bad. Now your day's ruined. Now your yeah. morning, now you now you're going to be late. All this other stuff is happening, right? But really like look at the just, you know, and I keep coming back to this cuz we we've been talking about this here and there throughout this episode, but just look at what a traffic light actually does. It makes driving so much safer because it's it controls the flow of traffic so that people aren't getting in accidents as much. If you're here in Albuquerque, you see that's not necessarily yeah. the case, but they're trying as much, the, the signals are trying as much as they can, right? But when you, when you have that expectation on something that you can't control, it now breeds entitlement because now you're, you're you feel like you deserve that expectation to be fulfilled. You deserve that parking yeah. spot. You deserve to lose 30 pounds in a month because that's just the expectation you yeah. set. Whether or not it was based in, in reality or not, you just you decided that that was your mark. And so if you hit it, great. And if you don't, it's awful. You're a failure and, and all of this, right? Mm -hmm. You're, you've become entitled to getting that result. Whether or not you actually put the, the work in to get there and whether or not the result is realistic or not. You know, like I could say that in 30 days, I'm going to go drive a Formula One car. And if I let that run away, now I become entitled, what, to drive a Formula One car in a month just because I, I, I wanted to, you know, speak that into the universe. It's not the way that works. Yeah. Like it takes decades of work to be able to drive one of those mm -hmm. cars. Yeah. And if I'm not willing to do that, plus a few other things that they also look for in their drivers, I'm not getting that shot. Perfect example is wrestling. You know, um, so many people like wrestlers in general just you know um because i'm well i got some I'm, i got some hot hot opinions on wrestling when it comes to entitlement yeah yeah and i and i think just because you know a lot of people think because they show up because they have this because they because and and this isn't just wrestling too i think you know like in, in pro like combat sports you can literally just say i'm a pro i'm pro yeah. and you know go be a pro but that doesn't entitle you to to title shots that doesn't entitle you to to actually getting on cards that doesn't entitle you to shit really yeah. you, can, and, you can expect to be a good mma fighter mm -hmm. which is awesome uh and somehow you might find your way into the octagon with conor mcgregor i'm going to show you real quick that just because you expect it you're not entitled to a damn thing exactly and i like on expectations i like to bring up friends into expectations now like for instance if you're waiting for a friend to go out on friday night or halloween 
Like, tonight's Halloween. It's yeah. Monday. Let's let's it's it's put that into perspective because if you're waiting for a friend, oh, we have plans tonight. We're gonna go out. And the friends like, hey, you know what? I think I'm gonna stay in tonight. And you get mad. You get bugged with the friend. You're you're like, oh, I don't know. They they just they don't want to ever do anything. They they cancel on me now. I don't have anyone to go. Whatever reasons, you can get mad about that. Get mad about them canceling. But think about their situation. Now they're getting what they want. They wanted to stay home, relax today. It's a Monday. They're staying at home. They're gonna watch a movie. They're gonna do their thing. They 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 won. You know, they, I'm not saying it's a race or a, a winning situation, but they got what they wanted. You getting mad, I think you're trying to affect that situation. You know, like, oh, well, I don't want them to relax because now I'm upset about this situation. But you getting upset about a situation really doesn't change the fact that that the friend doesn't want to go. Yeah. Like, you can sit there, get mad, and if they say, okay, fine, I'm going to go. Well, now they want to be there because... Now they're just going to be there out of resentment. Yeah, out of resentment and, and to pacify you to make to make because maybe you throw a fit. Yeah. And I was an unnecessary fit because now you cause a stress not only in your life. You didn't have to throw that fit. You didn't have to get worked up about it. You didn't have to belittle or, or, or go after your friend for not going or come on, come on, just one drink. Come on, yeah, yeah. come on. Now your friend's stressed out because they're like, if I don't do this, I'm not a good friend. If I just go, I really just want to sit at home and watch a movie tonight. Like that's stressful. Like for me, I feel like, yeah. for me, I'm like, and that Dang. person may be less likely to want to hang out with you in the future. Yeah. And I'm going to go in a different direction. We're going to pull this rug up too. Do so it. you have plans to go out with your friend. That friend cancels because they decided they just want to stay home. They just want to watch some scary movies because it's Halloween. They just want to go home, turn off all the lights so they don't get trick or treaters get some chicken wings because they're delicious they're and just hang delicious. out and watch something on Halloween. Awesome. Cool. Perfect. They've canceled their plans with you. Sounds good to me. And now you're upset because whatever plans you had seemingly fell through. Let's pull that rug up. Why do you need that person to go on with you to do, to take care of those plans? Mm -hmm. Like there's, there's a chance of course that it really was a two person job, like depending on what it was. Right. But a lot of times it's not the case. You you just wanted somebody to go with you so you felt more comfortable doing a thing, which is totally valid. Like that's totally yeah. that's that's yeah. absolutely a real thing. So I'm not here to take away from that and just say, you know, man up and just do it on your own or, or anything like that. Like that's not where I'm going here. But where I'm going is, why do you feel the need? Like why are you so attached to these plans? Right? What's what's underneath that expectation? Why? Like what's going on is it something that you feel like you need to do for whatever reason right it's something that you feel like you need to do because you've been putting it off for a long time and you just needed some moral support to go which is fine right that's valid is it because you felt like you haven't seen this person in a long time and you thought this was going to be you know that that pattern interrupt and say cool i'm finally going to see them after you know five months and then they cancel so you're like crap now it's going to be even longer or you know there's there's something else going on there it's not just it's you know right the plan the cancel mm -hmm. plans are just the top of that stack yeah what's at the bottom these are the hard conversations we don't have because we numb ourselves all day with caffeine with soda with social yeah. media with netflix with youtube all this stuff right until you can really have that conversation with yourself and go oh this is what's actually going on with me you're going to be stuck. You're always going to be in that mm -hmm. cycle of, of feeling anxious about why somebody's canceling plans. You're going to be upset about that. Conversely, when you can have that conversation with yourself and figure out what's at the root, now you have something that 
you may decide you want to actually have a conversation with about that friend and that's actually more likely to bring you guys closer together yes so you could you know say cool like you your plans got canceled if it's because if you're upset because the plans got canceled and you haven't seen each other in a long time you could just you know try this wild thing and communicate that with your friend and just say hey that's cool you know i haven't seen you in a long time and just voice that that's what's going on, that you know, yeah. you're, you're missing that person. And if you say that that's really what's going on, they, they still may not come out that night, right? They, yeah, they yeah, may yeah. still decide, cool, I'm still staying home on Halloween night. I just, I don't want to deal with all the people, all the costumes, all the kids. And I 100% get all of that. Yes. But they might then come around and say, cool, I still don't want to go out tonight, but let's do something this weekend. Yeah. If I'm, you just, if rather than, you know, what Coach said of just trying to, beg and plead for them to come out on a night they don't want to go out yeah right yeah i mean and i think we all can get behind not doing something you don't want to do like it sucks being forced to like especially even if it's something you want to do sometimes it's just you know there's a lot of reasons and you just it you just don't even want to go through the list of reasons why you don't want to do something be that friend and help yeah. them out i did this with a friend the other uh a couple weeks ago we were met, we were supposed to meet up on a wednesday uh just you know have a little fire in his backyard and just chit chit chat and uh we had these plans or there's plans for something else and uh and we text each other and said okay you know the plans are gonna fall through we, we're not gonna be able to he i think he said oh, dude work is still killing me i'm still here i'm tired like you know what and i said those exactly what you said i said you know what dude i just want you to know that i just want to meet up with you i don't want like i just want to make it clear whenever i cancel plans with somebody that i'm not canceling because i don't want to hang out with them that's not the case there's a million reasons not to do something yeah and to take it personal again that, that's that's very selfish that's, that's entitlement that's by en the way that's entitlement because there's a million reasons sorry like that, that like person yeah you take the halloween example and they could just say you could have you could just voice that concern right like oh i haven't seen you in a long time and i just want to see you and they could just say cool i still want to stay home because i didn't get a lot of sleep last night and i'm exhausted yeah now yeah. all of a sudden, not really all of a sudden, but all of a sudden to you, now it's not about you. It's not yeah. because it's not them saying they don't want to hang out with you because suddenly they don't like you anymore. There's something else going on, right? Yeah. It's that's again, their decision to cancel plans is just the top of the stack. As you have those real deep conversations, you can go down layers and figure out what's really there. Yeah. But if you just if you're if your default mode is to just dig in your entitlement and, and start huffing and hawing and having a temper tantrum about it, you're never gonna get past that surface level. And what's more likely to happen is they're just not going to hang out with you as often. Well, and, and then let's just put this out there. Let's just say the person, you feel that the person is avoiding hanging out with you. The person doesn't want to hang out with you. Why do you want to hang out with them then? Like, why are you trying to force this person? Like if they have like at least two reasons to not hang out with you, that's legitimate. And if you feel that they're not legitimate reasons, then, and you feel like they just don't want to hang out with you, then Again, like Coach said, you got to walk yourself through why is that affecting you so bad? Yeah. Not not why they don't want to hang out with you. Why are you letting why are you that giving them your power? Yeah, so why are you letting doing. that walk you through such a bad time? You know, I'm not saying not to feel angry. I'm not saying it's okay to feel angry. It's okay to feel sad. It's okay to feel happy. It's okay to feel anything. Yeah. Emotions are natural. They're most natural thing. But it's okay sit to with feel them and understanding. Yeah, don't act with them. Don't act, especially don't act with them on your friends. Like a friend canceled. It is. 
it is upsetting when somebody cancels plans with you. Like you're planning to go to the pumpkin patch tonight or do whatever normal people do. I don't know what yeah. we do, right. but like yeah, patch, yeah you're, you're planning to do something with people and stuff and things and all that and parking. But, and, uh, and maybe you're like coach and I, and you're just like, Nope, no thanks. And we, they, they canceled on you. And then, you're left with all this excitement, this expectations of wanting to go. It upsets you. It, it upsets you, yeah, because you wanted to go. But the, the, it's okay to be upset. I'm not saying, oh, yeah, you can't be upset because you were expecting. No, 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 no. No, what I am saying is it's okay. Yes, that sucks. Why does it suck? Mm -hmm. This is why it sucks. Okay. But don't be like, don't get at your friend for it. Like, they have their own emotion they're working with, too. Yeah. Like, they have their own stuff that they... And maybe it might be an entitlement. Maybe they might feel entitled to just stay at home, you know, smoke weed, play with their cat, and roll around on the floor, and you know that that's all they do, and you want to break them out of that habit. I don't know. It's really not your stress, either. You like can't, You can't force them out of those habits, yeah. either. You know, good or bad habits, you can't force people to change they'll change when they want to mm -hmm. and if you try to force them before they're ready it's just going to be frustrating for you yeah and again it's just going to be you giving your power to them and mm -hmm. it's just going to be you feeling entitled to be able to change somebody else yeah which is almost insanity you really can't change somebody else yeah i and you really like and I, it's stressful to worry about yourself it's stressful to like that's why I don't get these guys that go and have multiple girls and, you know, these players and stuff. Because it's, it's hard to worry about one person, let alone multiple people. So I don't understand why. Oh, like, yeah, no kidding. Like, when, when you're worried about your own diet, your own exercise, your own work, your planning, what you're listening to, what your hobbies are, getting those hobbies in your busy schedule. And then you're going to turn to your friend and be like, you know what? Let's see what you're doing with your life. How do you have time for that? Yeah. You know, it's cool to give, like, be that prime example of... Of this is what I'm doing with mine, and it might be infectious. Your friend might be like, you know what? Since since so such and such been doing this, they might say it, not say it out loud, but since such and such has been exercising and dieting and made a lifestyle change to to really monitor what they do with their life, I've noticed these changes. They're not going to tell you that, and they're going to slowly start adding. They're going to slowly but start don't asking. Broadcast it, right? Yeah, like, don't yeah. become those people that that you know. They they find this diet or they fall in love with the gym and that's all they talk about. They, oh gosh, they yes. always talk about just like or fit life. They talk about how sore they are and they talk about how hard that workout was and they talk about their <laughs> seventh keto meal of the day or you know it's that joke about you know how do you how do you know that somebody's a CrossFitter and the punchline is don't worry they'll tell you they'll tell you it's that like don't don't tell. like it's fine to say like hey I just discovered this thing yeah cool and then you know just you can let it sit there. If it genuinely casually comes up in conversation, cool, talk about it. Yeah. But don't steer every conversation back to CrossFit or your powerlifting workout or whatever. That's right? one of the things I hate about being a personal trainer. And this is kind of off to topic, but it is, it's funny that you say that because it, it's annoying to me because I'll be like at a, like at a function, like where there's food and stuff. And I'll, I'm like, I'm the number one guilty person at, at if there's if there's a smorgasbord if there's if there's a potluck I'm the one there with two plates you yeah. know I have one for the course and one for the cookies obviously and I'm getting a piece of cake and, and like five cookies but I, one thing I hate about being a personal trainer is that one fitness person that always brings up the oh yeah if you do this this is keto friendly oh this is and I'm sitting there with my my plate of of cookies like yeah i'm like dude I don't uh, know. see and I, I believe that that's that like i want to show people that 
like this is me broadcasting how ha- happy and healthy I am by not having to broadcast how like because right. if you ever see that though like people that are trying to like again the fitness life um they're oh yeah fitness this they're trying to sell themselves on the yeah. topic if like broadcasting that loud it's because they really don't enjoy it yeah they're, you're really trying to they're, like they're just like that person that coach mentioned earlier that had his parking spot taken away and is looking for somebody else to validate his feelings about having this parking spot taken yes. away. This person that's broadcasting whatever, right? In this case, it's CrossFit, but it could be anything else. It could just as easily be bodybuilding or powerlifting yeah. or group fitness or, or anything. It could just as easily be any other type of exercise. They're looking for somebody else to externally validate their decision to go down whatever that path is because they're not happy with it themselves. But if they can at least find one or two or maybe a few people that validate them they'll at least feel okay sitting in other people's validation i don't know why keto just keeps ringing through my head when he keeps saying that but i think it's it's, it's, it's one of the louder ones it's right? like it's, it's, it's keto it's, it's, it's crossfit it's herbalife those are yeah. right those are the loudest ones yeah because because they want to convince you and it's like i get like and I, I don't like sit here and hate keto i really don't want pe- i hate the mindset behind keto and it is that it's the expectations it's the it's the loud mouth it's the you know i want to convince myself that i like this horrible diet because i hate it right i, I don't like it i want other people to do it and that's another one that was going into loves company yeah. again and you want them to do it within it if they don't do it oh why are you not doing it you're, you're affecting how i'm doing it because you're not doing it yeah and it it, it really like and I think we don't realize that we do that, but we do do it, you know. And and and, and I know like somebody that like uh, to the fitness comment. I just want to clarify, when you do start something new and you change your life and it's something fun and you're into fitness and you like to talk about it because it's changing. I get that. I, I did DDPY and I think everyone heard about DDPY for the first year that I yeah. did it. And it, and I get that. Like, but the thing is, is it, we're we're talking about that person that's trying to convince themselves, trying to convince the world that what they that they like it you know or that that convince it to themselves that they like it and and it's really not the case if, if you really if you do something and you enjoy it it will show it people will see it people like mm-hmm. you love fitness it will show you do not have to convince anyone i am not out to like and that's I, and i'm saying this from a personal stance because it comes back to my my, my comment about being a personal trainer being a, a uh, pretend bodybuilder is what I call myself, but when I, you know, when people make comments about my diet, when they make comments about, um, you know, me, I'm not trying to force my lifestyle on anyone. I'm just trying to show how happy I am living it, and and when you see the difference, I'm not trying to sit there and trying to get people to join my misery. I'm trying to get people to see my happiness because this is like again, I'm not the most happiest. I'm not hitting it the most perfect way but i am finding solutions and that's why i'm like hey guys let's if you want i have this solution yeah i'm not gonna be like hey 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 you have to try this you have to try this if you haven't tried this you have to try it. it's gonna make your life better you have to try it with me though you have to do it with yeah, me only with me this is me and tell everyone that when you do try it you tried it and it's working for you and then you tried it because you learned it from me okay and then tell them to try it but when you tell them to try it tell them you learned it from me and that they learned it from me okay and i think that that's that 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 validation we're looking for yeah. rather mm-hmm. than when you look for that validation where it's like, I feel good. I look good. Um, I'm, I'm worried about myself and people see that I'm learning that people, you don't have to prove anything to anyone but yourself and you don't even have to prove shit to yourself. You just have to, you just have to take care you of yourself. Do the things. Take That's care it. of yourself. Yeah. That's all you have to do. Well, 
I think that's a fantastic place to end. I think for so. This week, um, you know, we we had a topic, we didn't really get into it at oh, all. No. So maybe we'll do it for the next episode, but maybe not. We'll see. You know, this yeah. is, we're just two personal trainers having awesome conversations, right? Yeah, I think this is a great. Um, one. But you know, if you if you are new to the podcast and you like what you're listening to, feel free to leave us a rating, leave us a review on your podcast app of choice. If you know of anybody in your circle that would enjoy the things we're talking about, feel free to share the show with them. And if you have any questions about anything you've heard on the show or you are looking for any sort of support, feel free to hit either of us up on any of our socials. Coach Willie, where can they find you? You can find me on my personal Facebook page where I'm most active. Uh, Coach, or not Coach Willie Otero. That is my Instagram, Coach Willie Otero. You'll find some good information there. But also, Willie Otero is my uh, personal Facebook uh, page. You can go there for support. Um, I I put up my own personal um, um, programs, what I'm doing, uh, just for a laugh and some support, guys. Uh, Coach, where are we finding you? So you can find me on Facebook at Tony Davis. You can find me on Instagram and TikTok at Tony Davis Coaching. And you may not have realized that, but you've just spent an hour and 20 minutes listening to the best tag team in coaching. You have. And we are now the best tag team that's in your support corner. So if yes, you need help and you have any questions about anything fitness related or otherwise, feel free to reach mm-hmm. out to either of us, both of us, whatever you want to do. And we are more than happy to, to sit with you in the corner while you while we help you figure it out or if you just need to uh, vent about something. Yeah, you guys are never alone. Please, please feel free to reach out. You're never alone. You got two people that care deeply about you. Yeah. And if you're also new to the podcast, you'll also love to know that we do drop new episodes of the show each and every Monday. So feel free to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss a single thing. I don't know. Until then, guys, we'll see you next Monday. Bye.